to Always Strikes Last, an Age of Sigmar podcast with your hosts, Matt and Miles. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Age of Sigmar podcast that is always strikes last. Striking last always. Always and forever. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our sign-off tagline. Strike oh. last always and forever. I don't know. So, anyway. so many sign-off taglines. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Miles. I'm Matt. And my, my co-host is Matt. Uh, and we're here to talk about uh, Age of Sigmar, the War, Warhammer, the Age of Sigmar. Um, age. Yeah, and we've got uh, some fun uh, stuff to talk about uh, in terms of some tournaments we've been to recently. Uh, lots of stuff is opening up, and we're starting to get uh, you know back in the swing of things. Lots of uh, new and exciting things. People are coming out with all sorts of ridiculous ideas of what the meta is. And just showing up with some really off the wall concepts, and I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, and what else? Oh, uh, really exciting news for everyone. Um, we uh, the the podcast is doing so well, right? This is our fifth episode. It's amazing stuff. We have uh, reached that um, uh, fabled uh, goalpost of hundred of download. Um, and as a result, we've attracted some corporate sponsorship. Um, so, uh, without further ado, Always Strikes Last is brought to you by Gornier Mane and Tail. Do you have an unruly mane? Tired of picking blood and bones out of your beard? Get that lustrous shine and silky smooth texture that'll make all the lady goats turn their heads and say, Bang. visit your local apothecary or, or check us out at gornier.com. And now introducing the Gornier Mane and Tail Battle Swagger Select line, including new and refreshing invigorating scents like Trog Sweat, Necropolis Musk, Urgold Glimmer, and Puscoil Stank. You can show up to battle or you can glow up to battle with a radiant aura that'll make your enemies think you're a unit champion with Gornier Mane and Tail Battle Swagger Select. <laughs> I know um, I've personally been using Puscoil Stank. It helps me out when I'm Puscoil dank after a good long battle. <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt, I, I know I um, <laughs> they sent me a nice bottle of Urgold Glimmer, and I got to say my hair has never been more golden. I've really been enjoying the, uh, the Necropolis Musk. Um, it really keeps my hair from tangling up in my <laughs> horns. And, you know, the best part is, like, you can use it head to toe. So, like, when my uh, you know, are all dirty, I hadn't thought about great. that. I'm going to give that a try. Just, uh, yeah, be careful. Be careful. Too yeah. much could could make you smell too good for the rest of the herd. <laughs> Might make you smell too good. Uh, you can find Gornier Mane and Tail Battle Swagger Select at all of our and uh, all of our fabulous and affordable products at Gornier.com or wherever grooming products are sold. That's Gornier.com or check your local apothecary. All so right. that 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 that's amazing. Um, <laughs> like, I, I never thought we'd get big enough that we could be sponsored by such a prolific company. To, I know. Uh, I, it really just goes to show you what kind of open-minded products are out there. 
that are willing to endorse uh, such a visionary podcast as such as ours. And and also like really, you know, it it just it drives the point home that dedication to your craft and sticking to it with five whole episodes is really the way to success. So <laughs> Uh, it is. Thank it you is. to everybody That's, who's listening, and yeah. thank you for all the here's, excellent. Here's to five stuff. more, right? Let's keep yeah. this thing rolling, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, man, um, so lots of stuff uh, happening in Age of Sigmar world. Uh, we're getting uh, exciting news. Uh, Battle Tome or Broken Realms Kragnos came out. Don't want to gloss mm. over that. Um, I know you're excited with the beast stuff. Maybe you'll have some maybe some insights as we go on and uh, into the, what that's going to look like for us. Uh, I know we talked at least uh, privately about the, the Sylvaneth changes and what's, what that's going to go on. Um, and while, of course we're all uh, anxiously eating up every little tidbit of AOS three. And, uh, and silently vomiting. Uh, yeah. Some of that stuff. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, you know, the watching the cathartic world burn for half of the internet. Right. Oh my God. I feel like the, the, um, the pattern that I am seeing is new thing gets leaked, but you know, everybody at home that couldn't see me just do the air quotes. I did the air quotes. They get yeah. leaked I by, <laughs> by the, uh, you know, Warhammer community page, you know, somebody thinks it's awful. And then a few lines later, someone's like, oh, it might not be so bad. <laughs> and then it might not be so bad. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? It's like the, those, old, those two old Muppets, uh, Statler and Waldorf. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the guys yeah. that are like, it was awful. It was terrible. I thought it was decent. It had some good parts. I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll be here all week. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, so, you know, we'll probably, I think the real takeaway is that we are just picking at scraps and we have no idea how any of this all fits together. And there's a lot of interesting, and I'm sure probably very on purpose, like exformation that they're pointing at, like stuff that we just don't know, but they're pointing at, like, like we, they, they pointed out a thing called a ward save, right? Which is a thing from fantasy. It could mean lots of things and we just have no idea. Yeah, and and to uh, to pick at straws is to not you know see the the bale of hay in front of you. Mm. So, um, yeah, it 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 really behooves no one to for us to sit here <laughs> and and talk about uh, you know conjecture, right? So, but uh, I'm sure it'll be very exciting, right? Probably by the time the next episode comes up, it'll have dropped and we'll have been able to uh, digest and revomit it. Um, Play you know, some games, get some experience, tell yeah. you much, how much everybody uh, was right about certain things and how incredibly wrong they are about others. It'll be great. I'm so yeah. excited. The um, the I told you so's are just like waiting in the line, you know, like it's they're all getting oh. queued up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but either way, I, no matter what it turns out, I'm excited for the new edition and I'm sure it'll be great uh, in its own way, even if it's very different from what we have now. Um. So speaking about what we have now, we went through nice segue. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we went to a bunch of tournaments. Uh, recent, well, a bunch. We went to like you know a handful of tournaments. I've been to three. Three. There we go. That's yeah. That's I got three in more than I went to all last year. I know. Uh, right? 
that's actually probably uh, equal to the number I went to all last year. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, went to some tournaments. Uh, it's exciting to see people again and to uh, to play games against some different opponents. I know we've all been playing kind of the same core group of people. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, and I forget, was I supposed to start with my game or are you starting with your game? I think we were going to have you start with your game. Okay, cool. Yeah, so... Um, we're going to go through a couple games uh, from these tournaments, do a little blow-by-blow blow and some interesting things we learned. Um, so I wanted to start with... So this tournament, uh, very recently, this last weekend, was in uh, in Bremerton at uh, Blue Sky and Wizard something games. They're not <laughs> our sponsor. Not sponsored by them. No. Nope. Um, <laughs> someday I'll, I'll figure it out. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was the uh, the grand debut for this Gargant's army I've been whipping up. Um, you know, I've got a, a sort of a long uh, chronic uh, uh, shoulder issue that was making it real hard to play more than one game in a row. And uh, as sort of my strategy, I'm trying out these Gargants, and I think the strategy, the good news is the strategy seems like it's going to work, and the Gargants are super fun. Um, in addition, it's it's the exact opposite of your normal dwarfs. So yes, yeah, you know. they are the, the the largest possible beings that yes. we could have on the field. So we really have the nice dichotomy there. Um, <laughs> um, but I want to talk about this game that I had, which was not a good game for me. Um, and it was uh, uh, the second round of this tournament. So I just come off a win, you know, uh, which is great. Going into round two, and uh, it was battle for the pass, which for Gargants is a pretty good. Is a pretty good mission because notably you can get your Kraken Eater to kick the local objective into the middle and therefore make it worth more points for you and way fewer points for your opponent. Which is awesome and Which, ridiculous all at once. Right. So already this seems like a pretty good um, mission for the Gargants. I think we were, it was an Akshi, so, um, excuse me, things were volcanic and, uh, and the command ability was plus one to runs and charges. Um, I wrote those down cause I was going to use them strategically, but then I never did. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, so my opponent, uh, interestingly enough was also a Gargan player. And, uh, so this was an eventuality I really had not thought through in any way, shape or form. Um, so I kind of went into this with no real expectations of how it was going to go. You know, I was just going to try my best and see what happened. Um, and I think it went about as well. I think I've talked about on this podcast, um, a game I had against Brendan, uh, with the flesh eater courts during the pandemic where mm -hmm. I didn't kill a single model and yep. he just wiped me. It went exactly the same way. Mm. <laughs> I don't, I might've killed one of the little guys, but I don't think I did. Um, and, uh, and it was an interesting combination of factors and something that, uh, I think, um, really points at a lot of the interesting play styles that the Gargants um, have because, uh, you know, one of the interesting things about the Gargants is they have to do a lot of other things to sort of make it the fact that they're, you're just pushing six to eight models around. Right. And mm -hmm. they don't have any of those little pile in tricks or guys with special weapons or, you know, um, unit champs that have a special ability or something like that. Um, and so each giant has, 
this litany of things that it does, right? They do impact hits. They can stuff a guy in a bag. They have, you know, plenty of regular attacks. Um, and then when they fall down, when they die, they fall down and do additional mortal wounds. Yep. Um, those are, and then, you know, some of the bigger guys have some more unique abilities. Um, but that's sort of the, the, the crux of what each Gargant does. And what was interesting about this game is most of those don't work anymore. <laughs> right. Um, there is no one to stuff in bags, right? Because you have to do, those are, those have to be pretty small models. Um, and when you fall down, you don't do mortal wounds. Yep. Right. Because that doesn't affect other gargants. Um, so that was kind of interesting. The impact hits were still there. Although generally the impact hits, especially for the big guys are toned down when you hit something else that's big, like they're better at hitting little things than they are at hitting big things. So a lot of the, a lot of the impact hits were toned down. Which makes then, sense. Yeah. And then the other thing was, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, most of the Gargant attacks are two to three rend, right? I think there's only one attack profile in the whole book that's minus one rend, or maybe there's one or two, right? But, but it's two rend or better across the board. And that means that uh, basically there were no saves. That's there were so no fun. saves. There were no after saves. Uh, he and it really was a tale of he who strikes first strikes last. Nice, right? Just to get <laughs> get it all back into the podcast name. Yeah, <laughs> well done. Right? This is why uh, we're sponsored, guys. Just exactly. Think about it's, it. it's this kind of really critical uh, storytelling that makes us such a noteworthy uh, enterprise. Yes. Um, <laughs> platform. Um, so yeah. So um, what I should have done and I didn't, was, would be to um, push the, the, I have three single units of Gargants in my list, um, uh, just sort of push them up the field, let them take the brunt of the first, of the initial charge and hope he doesn't double turn me, and then be able to be there ready for a punch back, a more coordinated punch back, mm -hmm. right? That's what I should have done. What I did was run everything forward um, to try and, you know, just get bodies on points, you know, because against almost every other army, you know, if you just put giants on points, woo, like they're not going to do it. Like there's no way they're going to get them off yeah. you know, without me being able to do something about it. Yeah. So, um, so I thought that would work here too, but it turns out when your opponent has big models that count as 30 models as well, it doesn't, it doesn't work out quite as well. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so I just sort of moved forward a little bit too aggressively. And then, uh, in his turn, he would just was able to make a bunch of easy charges. Um, you know, uh, I had one guy with, uh, pretty bad, but, um, I, you know, I don't want to be the guy who like blames his dice. Uh, you know, it happens sometimes. That's me. You guys, I'm that <laughs> Don't take uh, that from me. I'm pretty sure I told Jace or somebody like moments after this defeat that I didn't want to be the guy who blames, blames his dice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did have a guy with pretty bad. I think he did like four damage. He's just a mega gargant. He did like four damage in a single and like it was awful. But, uh, but really the key was um, not thinking through the eventuality that neither of us are going to have any saves. And so the first person to punch will probably be the last person to punch. Yep. Um, because, uh, the Gatebreaker came into my unit of three Gargants, the mini Gargants and, uh, wiped two of them. And the last one left for Battleshock. 
right? Yeah, that's something that you think you would you would have ever had to really deal with Battleshock with him. Um, not especially. I think uh, most armies won't be like so. Mathematically, it's a little bit tricky to make them run, right? Because their leadership seven. There's a max unit size of three, mm-hmm. right? So you kill one on a six. They're still they're still good, right? Uh, you kill two. On a five, they're still good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so you kind of need a pretty good break, but like killing two is a pretty tall order for a lot of armies. Yeah, you know, yeah. without a pretty without a pretty well planned out coordinated strike and over dedicating. Yeah, um, a lot of enough stuff. units. Um, I did have that happen in a in a in the game before this, where like um, they were able to sort of like. There was a bunch of orcs, and they basically all converged on these three gargants. And yeah, sure enough, they wiped all three of them. Like, yeah. But but this was like five or six units coming together to make this happen. And like without doing that, I don't think you would have been able to, to do that kind of damage. Um, so yeah, I really wasn't thinking about uh, the leadership angle. I didn't have a guy near enough to make him auto pass. I rolled the hot six, and he went away. Um, so, uh, so it was a, and I, and this whole, the, the best part is, so I conceded, uh, at the bottom of two, cause I had two models left. Um, I, I you know, I moved them a, up. Sorry. I remember that being a very quick game. Oh yeah. No, I, I moved them up, uh, to get my secondary auxiliary objective and then just conceded. I was like, you got it. You wiped me. It's fine. We don't <laughs> have to keep going. Um, and Rob was great about it. I think he felt bad that I, it was such a quick game, but I do think like, the Giants are such a quick faction to play that we knew it was going to be a fast game no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. And then just the absolute, like, the no save, you know, meant that, like, you know, some of those giant attacks are kind of swingy, but uh, if one of them hit critically, it was just going to be like, that guy is dead now. Yep. You know, so, like, that gatebreaker just swung in with his three, three damage, uh, you know, club or flail thing. Mm-hmm. boom 15 damage you know like that's a giant and a half just gone yeah you know like uh well, not quite a giant and a half but you, you get what i'm saying yeah enough enough to go oh shit well and that's and that's one single attack right that's like one of his many attack profiles um so anyway that was a really interesting learning experience uh for me and like uh especially going into the mission i was feeling pretty good but at least before i saw who my opponent was um and, uh, you know, uh, was just something I had not thought through, uh, with playing the giants. So I thought that was a really, uh, fun and interesting mission in retrospect. Now that, uh, now that I've gotten away from the horrible loss, the whole thing, I think I lost what 45 minutes. Couldn't have even been that, but, uh, yeah. my, my second round was, a was a mind bender. So, um, I don't know how helpful present i was really to be fair enough yeah i didn't really look i had it with the um with the break after that mission i had like three hours of disposable time before i was i had to play yeah i was just chilling Uh, i was good i did some nice window shopping i talked to some the talked to the guys who were having the the buy round uh you know i had uh had a long lunch it was great nice (laughs) very nice do you think there's um do you think your previous mission kind of factored into the way that you approached the uh, the second mission? Um, the one, maybe the one that you're talking about. I guess. Sure. Yeah. And like to put an asterisk on all this, like this whole tournament was games three, four, and five with this army for me. So definitely, like 
a lot of mistakes were made overall, you know, so, and still a lot, and like not a lot of experience to draw from tactically mm-hmm. to make really good decisions. Um, but I do think, yeah, uh, I, you know, playing the orcs where I could basically, you know, like those art boys, they hit pretty good, especially when they're buffed. But, you know, I was able to basically just uh, walk all over them, mm-hmm. you know, and there was really a few, uh, there was a few other key elements on the board, like a Maw Crusher and, uh, and some Gorgrunters that were like the real trouble or when they got buffed, when the art boys got buffed, that was a problem. Um, but I was able to push them around a lot more which you kind of expect to do as the Gargant player. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a real lesson in getting pushed around. Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of set you back down after you got a little bit big for your yeah, bitches. Probably, there. probably. Yeah. Um, mm. I also think I could have, you know, uh, I could have thought through the scenario more cause I did actually have the tools in my list to set up a good, uh, you know, to, or at least try to set up a good strategy. Yeah, and I didn't use them well. Lesson learned. I feel like that's a that's that's an even better battle than an easy win, right? So, yeah, uh, uh, a battle where you lose but you learn something really really good about yourself. Yeah, or about your army. Maybe I mean, or I both. Or yeah, both. whatever. Can be real introspective. This Age of Sigmar. Yes, <laughs> we grow together on the mm-hmm. table with our models as we paint them. Paint your models. <laughs> so how about your game um so i'm i'm actually going to go to that tournament as well um okay. and uh the the third round actually that we played which was knife to the heart okay um, the closer for the tournament um and i went up against this uh this really swell dude from portland uh Jeremy Srope. Yeah. No, I was chatting with him during my long downtime after getting stomped. Yeah. Really nice guy. Um, he's big in the scene down there. And, uh, and, uh, so he brought in a mixed ogre maw tribes list. And, um, uh, for, for this tournament, I probably should make it clear that I was actually playing beasts because I, I love my beasts. Um, and, and uh, knife to the heart, you know. Aside from my misgivings on it, it's still a um, a mission where you have to actually set up a very strong tactic to win. Um, Absolutely, and decisively, right? Because you have to do it on that turn; otherwise, it's all up in the air. Yeah. No, and uh, it's one of those missions where any double turn after turn three or into turn three, even, um, is just the most sketchy. Yep, and right. whoever gets that double turn is has the higher probability of winning. Absolutely. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I don't honestly think this was the most optimized list. Um, beautifully painted um, and actually pretty well executed in how he set up and mm-hmm. uh, oh, his list. Yeah, his <laughs> list. Mine, my, mine actually was uh, in prep for the Kragnos book. Uh, oh, nice. All of essentially all the units that I normally use in Beasts of Chaos, which because uh, apparently I should be playing Slanesh because I love the pain and the torture. Sure, you know all the all the ones that the internet has decided are subpar gotcha. in a subpar book. So Gores, uh, Dragon Ogres, and um, when has the internet ever been right about anything? 
I don't know. Right. I felt like they were except, right at the end of that game. Ex, yeah, except for AMC uh, stocks or whatever. Stonks. Uh, <laughs> the stonks. stonks. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So, I I had brought a, um, a one-drop list to the tournament. And okay. I, I, I actually just realized I wouldn't be able to um, get all of the power that I wanted up into his lines on turn one. Okay. And so really decided to let him make that jump to no man's land um, on the first turn, gave him the first turn and uh, was like, okay, well, you have to come to me if you want to take this. You don't have any ambush. You don't have any real rapid redeploying. If I build a wall of goats, then you have to get through all of them to then get to the hard stuff behind. Sure. Protecting the objective. and just to just let me, uh, he had a bunch of brutes. Are they still called brutes? Um, the he regular had, guys. He had twelve gluttons. Gluttons. That's what we're eight them. iron guts. Uh, four lead belchers. Uh, two mornfangs. A slaughtermaster. A tyrant. And a frost lord on stonehorn. Okay. Now I am. So quite a few things. Like a, a little, nice little mix there. Yeah, it's actually a list that I kind of want to put together for the ogres that I've been slowly. Um, getting together um, just because it seems like a fun list and it totally looked like a fun list that, you know, people would not see coming because yeah. it's I, one of the I others. still think uh, ogres are one of the funnest armies in the game. They are. And they are brutal, man. Every time I go up against ogres or BCR mm-hmm. uh, focus lists, it's just like you forget until they're smacking you and you have to reply how tough they are to actually you know, grind through and they're yeah. just a pure grind army. Right um, there, but all four wounds a piece for the most part. Yeah. Uh, for those, all those infantry, including, you know, the lead belchers and iron guts and, and two damage or three damage on the, uh, on the gluttons. They are, they're no joke. They can sit nice. there, take a beating, turn right back around and smack the hell out of you. Um, so yeah, so I let him get up into mo- no man's land, and then my turn came, um, and I just pushed out just a little bit further, just to get a really good bubble of bodies outside of the uh, of the objective, and ambushed a thirty man unit of gores, a beast lord with dad axe. Oh yeah, this is the, this is the three damage axe. Uh, yeah, and yeah, and some bestigore right on his line on the okay. first turn. And I made the mistake of thinking that I would actually be fast enough to get up there. Okay. Um, and so, so, um, you know, first turn, really not, really not much happened. Mm-hmm. And um, again, um, I made the mistake of thinking that I didn't have enough damage to get through the guys that he had in his back line. And okay. so I went ahead and gave him, first turn priority on the second turn uh thinking that okay okay well i've got 30 gores i've got everything just so so you rolled the double turn but you gave it to him anyway uh yes okay um this is interesting because this is something i I, it didn't happen in my game but i have thought about this a lot i had a game uh against jack on re-rolling ones and um same nice to the heart Mm -hmm. right and I took the double turn, and yes, I did a bunch of damage, and I probably won myself the game by taking that double turn, right? By just being able to have that, just being able to cripple him. 
Yep. But he had so many Stormcast still up in the air that a double turn into three, I would have lost it anyway. Yep. You know, and it was basically just that he didn't win the double turn into three. That was it. You know, which I get is like a 60% chance of victory, but I want better than a 60% chance of victory to to be riding on, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And, and like part of it, you know, is neck to the heart is a scenario that kind of, it does hinge on that dice roll to a degree, but the rest of it is like, okay, how much are you going to castle up on your objective? Yada, yada, Mm. yada, right? Well, on, on the beginning of turn two, nobody had been in combat. So at this okay. point I was like, okay, so I should theoretically have enough bodies to continue to hold this objective and keep him screened out. Okay. Um, him doing what ogres do charged right in and uh, hit my front line and just decimated me. Oh man. I know. I bet. Um, did I tell you uh, it was LVO a couple of years ago. My friend Jack had the ogres and uh, we were playing in the doubles Mm-hmm. And our opponents had like had a unit of thirty demonettes and like rolled a hot twelve on the charge and just like pushed him forward with a shit eating grin into his iron guts. Mm-hmm. And the iron guts like there was other stuff going on, so the iron guts got to fight first and wiped them in one swing. Yep, yep. It is it is disgusting how much damage they put out, and uh, I I sincerely did not expect that much. Yeah. So. So immediately then, it's like, oh, red alert. And he went through and wiped out um, my six-man Dragon Ogre unit down to like, Oof. I think it was two Dragon Ogres and a Shagoth. Okay. Um, so at that point, I'm like, oh, the jig is up. The game is yeah. on. Um, and that was probably a mistake. Yeah. Um, As opposed, so you're saying like abandon your your like hold the line strategy and then and try and just uh, push forward. In. Well, yeah. uh, what in in hindsight, what I should have done is pushed all the way forward because he didn't have anything with fly or, you know, and I knew I had enough bodies to hold him down for at least um, two turns with average rolling, right? Okay. But the pile-ins would be the way that he would be able to get to the objective and how he actually got there to win the game. Okay. I think he, he won the game by... Uh, by two models counting as four. Okay. Yeah. So that's, um, that'll happen. always, always a lesson learned there. But, um, in the end, electing to give him that turn, uh, because I didn't trust the damage output of my army. And Mm -hmm. for once, like for one of the few times I wasn't actually confident, um, in taking a random ass, uh, uh, chance on something. Sure. Um, that pretty much cost me the game. Um, so I had everything running up from the side, the the gores and the beast lord, um, all poor rolls, but I know that, or I knew that I'd need to keep um, as many models in the fight up at the bastion. So I had to hold my command points Okay. Uh, for passing bravery. So uh, all that little side ambush com- Composed of, I think it was, yeah, uh, 41 models, which would have okay. completely taken it. Mm-hmm. Had they started first and gotten up, it would have been an entirely different story. Um, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but he, we then roll priority on the next turn. On turn three? Yep. And he wins priority. 
Okay. And um, because I didn't advance enough uh, to kind of hem him out mm-hmm. of the area, he got the objective by piling in onto it. Okay. And that was game. Yeah. And um, and aside from like a lot of like, I hate knives to the heart whiny in the moment thing um Mm -hmm. it was it was a it was a good learning moment to be like okay well you should trust yourself if you built an army to take chances right take those chances know that you know that the plan that you have from the beginning is the plan that you want to follow through with yeah no that's uh that's uh, when i was uh playing the ko especially when they were in the old book um that was the absolute key to any anything resembling success yep. was a much calmer, uh, much less tired version of me came up with this plan, you know, <laughs> and, not and it getting is beat up. By it's ogres. way better than anything I'm going to make up on the fly while I'm three games in and, you know, and exhaust, you know, just exhausted and stressed because it's the third round of a tournament. And like, you know, there's, pride on the line or something you know yeah pride and maybe 20 bucks you know like (laughs) yeah um but but even then it's it's always a good learning moment um remembering when you get your teeth kicked in Mm -hmm. that that was in that was almost entirely your decision uh it's a good it's a good place to learn i think um do you, do you uh do you think you should have taken that double turn when you had the chance or do you think oh absolutely just, yeah okay um with the amount of so, even so here's the thing so so uh would, would you have taken it even knowing that that might mean he double turns you into three so in retrospect with the amount of damage that he caused mm-hmm. wiping that unit of gores he would still have to get through the rest of the army that was there, which admittedly was not much left, but on turn three, um, he was still left, uh, having to kill, um, a Shagoth, another dragon ogre. Mm -hmm. Um, but because of the style of play, um, that I was going, which is every unit has to tap every unit that's there. So he has Mm -hmm. to kill off every unit. Gotcha. Um, because of that style of play, he would still not have been able to make it through I had you. I and just advanced to midfield. I got yeah, and because you'd taken the sec, you'd taken the double turn, you would have been able to get up there and yep. force the battle uh, farther away from your objective, so that piling onto the objective wasn't a possibility. Exactly, and then um, that would have actually given me more maneuvering room to spread out and place the gorgons right where they would have to get through. Right. Mm-hmm. That's when you, that's when you go into like positioning of, okay, now we're going to turn the wider side of the bases out because we yeah. have more room and they have to get through it. Um, and then knowing that, you know, units cannot move, you know, through, uh, three inches. Right. Uh, uh right. Unless they're running out of combat. Yes, running out of combat or charging. Right. So um, even then, being that far up forward, they would not uh, be able to charge through and get to the objective. Uh, And then the backfield objective would have just been mine to take. Uh, Nice. So, yeah, that was a great learning experience. And the more I've been thinking about Knife to the Heart, because I won't lie, I was a little saucy about it. Sure. A little saucy about having to play Knife to the Heart. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, having to play that mission uh, is a good reminder that like uh, how varied the missions are, and I should never expect to uh, be to be playing to one style of objective keeping, right? One style of a win. Um, and in theory, the list, well, not in theory, in practice, the list did very well. And because it was built with the new rules in mind, I'm actually really excited for the next tournament coming up uh, nice. because now I have more damage. Um, yeah, and then you got re-rolls on the ambush and laws and the, the beast yep. lord is more beast lordy. Yep. All of that stuff now just amps up a little bit even more. So yeah. Yeah, it was that's really exciting. It, it sounds like really an, it was an awesome game. Yeah. Uh what was what was your next game? Uh well I was gonna talk about it's the same round, so same tournament. I was like one table over. You might have seen me there. Yes. Um and <laughs> I was playing Knife to the Heart uh against Brendan. Uh, who is, of course, on our team and everything. So that was a little bummer. You know, we were joked that, oh, well, the team wins if, you know, as long as, you know, no matter what. Whoever wins. Yeah. Um, and I want to go into this uh, description of this battle by saying that Knife to the Heart outrageously favors the Giants um, for exactly the reason that you were just talking about. Um, all you need to do is pile in a Giant on an objective and you almost always take it. Yeah, I can think of very little ways to actually beat a giant off of an objective with only two turns to do so. Yeah. Because um, it's third turn, whoever's on that objective wins the game outright. Exactly. So, um, so um, you know, and Brendan and I had strategized a lot about secondaries, which were going to be the the tiebreaker in this event in the case that we couldn't, you know, we fought to a stalemate. Um, that kind of thing. So, you know, we'd both had kind of our ideas dialed in and he was aware that this was going to be, uh, you know, a tough battle for him just based on the style of diff the different styles of play. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, we set up and so I've got, and I'm going to go through my list. I realized that I, my, my explanation of the giant on giant fight was pretty hand wavy in terms of our units, because frankly, bit. it could have been any giants versus any other giants. It did not matter. None this of the special true. giants rules made any difference during that <laughs> game. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but they made some difference in this game. And so that's kind of interesting. Um, so I had uh, uh, the Kraken eater. He's my general. Um, and he's the guy who kicks objectives. And, mm -hmm. um, and that means we're the taker tribe, which is uh, we uh, count as more models. Right, so the the big giants count as thirty instead of twenty, and the the little giants count as fifteen instead of ten, um, meaning a unit of three little giants count as forty five models, which is pretty great. Yeah, um, gross, so yeah. gross. Uh, so I've got the Kraken Eater. He's my general. He's got the um, uh, his warlord trait is minus one to hit, so that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's for every enemy model within three inches, so not just the ones that are attacking him. So he can nice. be kind of a debuff unit in a pinch. Um, that's not really what his job is, but uh, it's nice that you know he can do it. It mostly is just for protecting him. Um, and then he also has the Kraken skin sandals, uh, which make him, which make his kicks a little bit more reliable. You get an extra kick attack. It's an extra rend. It's a flat damage three instead of a D three. Um, it takes him from like pretty swingy to. Actually, this guy is going to put out consistent, like some consistent damage. Yeah, which is always needed. Right. Um, and then I've got uh, with him the War Stomper, 
who is the he's the guy with the horns. Or did I just put horns on him? I don't you just remember. put horns on him. I just he put had horns a, he on had him. a splitting headache one day and yeah okay no he's of, got he he does have some horns coming off of his backpack that's what I'm uh, thinking yeah. of that, those are official horns um he's the one that is he's probably the most Nordic looking of the giants um he's the one that allies into chaos which is why I got him first because I was looking at him as an ally for my slaves of darkness um. His big deal is he works better in crowds, right? So his um, club attack, you get more attacks based on a number of models in proximity. Um, and one thing I actually learned in that fight against giants is that monsters count as four models. Which is um, beautiful. Uh, instead of just one. So I had been depriving myself of extra attacks. Um, uh, so that was cool. Um, so he's the other, the other big gargant. People think he is the weakest sort of outside of his, uh, his, uh, whatever, you know, um, sub faction. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I'm going to keep playing him for a little while, see how he does. And maybe we'll look at investigating into the third giant, uh, and investing into the third giant and we'll see how that goes. Um, with them, I had a unit of three mini gargants and then three individual mini gargants. Um, so it's a six drop list. That check out, yeah, um, and then uh, right, yeah. Uh, Brendan had his uh, Bone Reapers, you know, um, pretty classic. They're the the right the Mortis Praetorians. That's the that's Nagash's or not Nagash's. Uh, that's Catacros's special entourage. Legions of not very nice guys. Um, uh, he had um, the man on the dais himself, uh, Catacros leading leading the thing. Um, he had the Liege Cavalos, although was, I think it was the named Liege Cavalos. Yep. Um, I don't really understand the difference between the two of them, but I don't think I have to for the purposes of this conversation. Well, so, I mean, one day he will actually finish putting that model together, and then we will know. I see. That's a dig <laughs> at you, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's been slowly painting them in uh, in pieces, so it's, it's coming together. Uh, they're they're beautiful. Take all yeah. the time you need, buddy. Absolutely. Um and then he had the the Bone Pope. I don't remember what his actual name is. He's the the Soul Mender. I don't. No, that's not him. I don't know. He's the guy on the on the little walker chair. Yeah, he's got the uh, he's got the weirdest wheelchair in the world. Yeah, that guy. Um, and those those were his three leaders. And then he had three units of twenty Mortec and uh, a Mortec crawler. Um, and so he had sort of positioned, you know, the three units of Mortec sort of in, in the line across the line uh, with Catacros anchoring the middle, um, the Liege Cavalos on one side and uh, the Bone Pope and, and, uh, and Mortec sort of just in the back or Mortec crawler just sort of in the back. Um, so we had basically one uh, unsupported Mortec unit on, on one side. Mm -hmm. um, I put the, the Kraken eater next to the objective because that's kind of what you do so we can kick it. Um, and then uh, I had the War Stomper. My plan was to have the War Stomper and one of the single um, giants sort of go go left, and then have the unit of three giants with a single giant go right. And then after the the Kraken Eater had kicked, have uh, him and a single giant sort of go up as sort of like little, you know, a big unit with a supporting unit. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been a tactic that so far worked well for me for the most part. 
Um, of course, once you get into this, the scrum, like it never totally, you know, you're always like jumping every which way, but, um, best laid plans. Right. Yada, yada, exactly. Yada. Um, he out dropped me and he elected to take the first turn. Um, and sort of basically used it to move up and he was able to shoot and kill one of my, uh, um, one of my gargants with the, uh, Mortec crawler. It was one out of the unit of three. Um, I think he did like, excuse me, 15 damage. Um, that thing's, it's brutal. You know, he can like, it gets four attacks and the way he buffs it, they're almost going to, they're, they're almost guaranteed to go through. Yep. Um, it's like hitting on twos, rerolling ones, wounding on twos. Yep. Rerolling to wound if he wants to. Yeah. Some kind of nonsense. Um, and there's no, um, there's no armor penetration, but I don't really have very good armor saves anyway. So, um, so my initial plan was this game is all about turn three. Let's just kind of sit and wait and see what we can do. But after losing a gargant without really moving, I was like, okay, we're not going to, this is not going to work. Yep. We got to just get up there and start murdering stuff. Um, so I was able to, I, so what I did was I kicked the objective farther back into the corner because I looked at all of his stuff. And I was like, nothing here is very fast. Right. <laughs> um, and I just sort of kicked it as far back as I could get it. Um, and then just left it there and moved everything forward. Um, you know, I think the liege Cavalos probably stood the best chance of, you know, running through everything and getting it. And I, my part of my, like sub goals was to get him distracted and not like he was a mile away at this point, but you know, mm-hmm. by like turn three with some effort, he probably could have made it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, bottom of three, maybe, maybe turn four. Yeah. Um, so I really need to make sure I didn't let him slip by, but I, you know, it was looking pretty good. Um, I was able to destroy for the most part, two units of more tech in that first turn. That's so brutal. Um, Basically, by pinning them between two big units of uh, of gargants, um, you know. So I had the the um, the war stomper and the single guy. They pinned one, and they were able to to wipe it basically. And then I had the unit of three, which is now a unit of two, uh, with a single guy, uh, with two single guys. That actually was able to converge them. So there was uh, three single giants all fighting the same Mortec unit. Oh, poor Mortec. Um, and I got them down to like three guys left, which was a little unfortunate because obviously you know what happens next. Yep. Um, uh, I had a good time stuffing the unit champs in the bags. A lot of good that did, but I had a good time doing it. Um, you know, because uh, Catacross is going to heal back models and he's just going to put those unit champs right back in there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did think it through, and this is just an aside. It didn't really matter for our game. Uh, if... If I stuff them in the bag during his turn, then they don't. Then they're not going to be there for my turn. That's true. So there is an opportunity for me to stuff the guy in the bag and for him not to take an effect. But I think um, it's, it's still it's still next hero phase. Is or, it st- if he used no, but he they, he won't be there to activate. The, like you need to have him to be able to use RDP. Oh yeah, that's right. So, gotcha. Okay. Um, or you have some other hero there, which Brendan is pretty tight on heroes, so he wouldn't have been able to. Again, it didn't matter. I was just thinking through the the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, but so uh, Brendan gets the punch back, right? And basically, what he's done is um, 
He heals up that unit of six. I think they may they may have killed one more giant. I can't remember exactly. One of them had been you know partially wounded by the Mortec crawler, and those Mortec they can really punch when they want to. Oh yeah. Um, I think he had a triumph for rerolled a wound. Um, That's really good was, for him because yeah, they normally only wound on fours. With exactly. The so, um, and I don't remember if that was this turn or the next turn, but either way, he was able to use that to great effect and get the Mortec to really uh, kick some ass and take some names. Um, so, um, so he moves up. He he takes that middle unit of Mortec and it goes. Uh, to my right to basically fight all the little gargants mm-hmm. that are over there. Um, I've got the Kraken Eater coming up the middle, but he hasn't gotten anywhere close yet. So he's just kind of on his own. Catacros, the big guy, comes forward and charges into my War Stomper. And we get a little pin action between Catacros and um, uh, the Leech Cavalos. You know, both sort of double teaming the War Stomper. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of, this is all in that midfield bar. Um, and then my single Gargan, uh, finishes off, you know, whatever he was doing and is basically sitting there doing nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the punchback was good. He killed a lot of my little Gargans, as you might imagine. Yeah. Um, and he did decent damage to the war stomper. Um, the War Stomper was able to put some good wounds on the Liege Cavalos, but not enough to really kill him. Um, and part of that was neither of those two idiots are um, monsters. So my main attack only is three attacks. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, it drives me nuts every time. Um, uh, yeah, so we'll see how that goes in the new edition. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And now, so now it's uh, top of three. Right. And I get priority, which is good. Right. Yep. And my whole plan for this turn is I move the Kraken Eater up towards his objective as fast as fast as I can. Right. Which is just 11 inches. It's as fast as he goes. Um, he's got the bone Pope out front. Right. Just sort of like a goalie post, like just like being the goalie for this objective. Poor bone mm-hmm. Pope. Um uh, Alice Cooper, who's one of the mini gargants, uh, runs out of combat back around um, just to like get more pressure into that zone. He's mm-hmm. not going to make it, and he certainly can't charge or anything. But like, going to be scary. He's in the zone, yeah. right? He's going to make Brendan fold back on himself instead of coming towards my stuff. Um, uh, Steve, who's in the corner of the single gargant. Is been running up the field this time, this whole time, and he um, makes a long bomb charge into the Mortec crawler, who's who is between him and the objective, sort of mm-hmm. way in the deep back, and then uh, the War Stomper um, moves out, runs out of combat uh, over the Liege Cavalos because he's not a real person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to being right up next to the war, the Mortec crawler. Basically, Catacros is now way too far away to get to get back into combat with him, mm-hmm. uh, especially because there's a big ass tower in the way. So the Leech Cavalos can yeah. like can double back if he wants to, and I'm thinking like, well, the Leech Caval if Brendan has a chance of this, the Leech Cavalos has to has to keep going, right? The Leech Cavalos can't afford to double back and try and get my objective, yeah, or and, and try and like fight this guy. Catacros mm-hmm. is now out of 
you know, out of position in terms of combat. Um, although he's still a jerk in oh, many ways. Um, but then, so so I'm feeling pretty good. But then, what seals the deal is the Kraken Eater rolls an 11 inch charge, and I just win. Nice, because <laughs> uh, he hits the Bone Pope, and I pile in, and and that's and I'm in. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, it was uh, definitely a mission that was stacked in my favor. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, definitely not. Uh, a good test of skill in terms of like who is the better player or anything like that. Um, but uh, there was a lot of fun moments that I think showed off the giants versatility um, that I really enjoyed, you know? Yeah. It sounded like a, like I was listening to a play by play of like a soccer match or football. If right. you are European or actually anybody who's not American, really let's be right. <laughs> um. Yeah, right. Like, you know, from, uh, you know, pushing the objective back to make it harder for him to get um, and then sort of just finding different ways to be slippery with these big giants and just sort of, nope, like, yes, I could I could do more damage to you by sticking around, but I'm just it's not worth it. I just need to get one of these guys across the line. Yeah, it sounds like you use their uh, their toolkit pretty well for what they can do like stepping over. I mean, it, for me, it would be, it would be several games before I'd even like grasp the amount of things I could do by just walking over an enemy unit with something that big. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not like you're doing any damage, but now they have to come this, they have to decide to come charge you somewhere else. Yep. You know, tempo of the game and they have to react. Exactly. Um, and, uh, and I felt especially good doing it in the position that I was in, knowing that Catacros was just going to be way out of position because he's a slow, he's a slow boy. Yeah. And that uh, Brendan's sort of entire victory plan leaned, leaned on the Liege Cavalos making a break for it. And so he really couldn't afford to be doubling back. And I really didn't expect, obviously, to make the 11-inch charge with the... Um, so I had been trying to set myself up for... Uh, going into turn four and having, you know, uh, three to four giants poised to be on the objective, you know, and sort of having the majority of Brendan's units outside of them. Yeah. You know, so it was the kind of thing where hopefully someone can just sort of run out of combat backwards and tag it. Yeah. And then just having the, uh, the, uh, air quotes wounds on your model, uh, or the amount of, the counts as models mm-hmm. that you had. Yeah. Yeah. That one is really stacked, stacked for you. Yeah. Very, um, rem- very reminiscent of the, uh, the, the ogres there counts as. Yeah, no, um, exactly. I, that was definitely reminding me of, of that same deal where it's like, yeah, you actually don't need to get that, that many models across the line because they count as so many each. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, it's good that they have they have that ability to do that. I'm interested to see um, see actually more knife to the heart at some point, or whatever is going to happen with the next couple of uh, tournaments yeah. before uh, we have the presence of third edition come and squash yeah. my dreams. I'm interested to. See, I'm I'm so excited for the new missions. They've like since I've been playing the game, the missions have become more interesting and more refined. Like remember when we had to do relocation orb. Oh yeah. 
I'm not saying that wasn't an interesting mission, but it was a nightmare to actually mechanically do. That that was that was uh that was when I, I was just head over heels over uh, these mats Ricky was making from Dimensional Cascade that actually had those All positions. All the different, well, yeah. yeah. No, that but, was the uh, only way I was going to be able to figure it out was if we had one of those mats. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you were up shit creek with like a tape measure and uh, math, uh, which is not, not my ideal situation. No, certainly not doing it every turn. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, awesome, though. So, yeah, so I'm excited. I think, you know, whatever missions we see in third edition, uh, whether we see exactly the same ones, I'm sure the same kinds of challenges will be present in their own way. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, we'll see Um, what they come up with. Yeah. Uh, Do you have another mission you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, This is actually from the the Rivals of Sigmar, the uh, Bellingham tournament that we went to. Up at Dark Tower Games in Bellingham. Yeah, Dark Tower. We're more sponsored by them than we are of Blue Sky Wizard something. Yeah, Blue Sky Wizard. I should look this up. I'm at a computer. Blue Sky Wizard Coast Skies Coast Blue. All right, Um, you, you keep talking. I'll look it up. Yeah, so this this one was actually an interesting mission and another learning experience. Um, I finally got to play uh, Mike Cox. Oh, nice. Um, Game Wizard and Blue Sky Hobbies. You just cut it down to one. Anyway. You need an and. Yep, anyway, keep going. Mike Cox, uh, he's a great guy. Yeah, amazing dude. Um, and he used to play Slanesh. That was his big ish. And now he is like us branching out into like four million different armies. Yeah, he's he's definitely got some butterfly effect going on there. Yeah. Not and butterfly uh, effect. Butterfly I don't what's the butterfly effect is when you go back in time and change things. No, no, this no. Is, That's this just is, the movie. That's just the oh, movie. Oh butterfly, butterfly effect is if the if a butterfly flaps its wings on one side of the world it could start a hurricane on the other oh i thought it was like butterfly attention where you just keep going from like place to place to place like you never stick around i don't oh that's just my dog oh i see (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so um so he actually brought this interesting uh cities list and uh we uh the mission was places of arcane power um and for for that tournament, I'll preface, I was running that Slanesh list with minor variations. Um, mm-hmm. I think we talked about it on the opening of the last episode. Okay. The second part of the last episode, because oh, too many books. Yep. And, this is the um, one with all the all the seekers, basically, right? Yeah, just all and the, the seekers. And the two, the two big guys. The... Uh, is that right? Not, not it, two big guys. Just one big um, guy. One big guy, two and lots yep. of seekers. One keeper. Um, I had the uh Lord of Pain. Okay. Um so I had a little bit of a mortal side to it. Um, and then the mirror. Okay. Uh so I, I had three heroes just knowing I was going to be walking into um a tournament with power. I think that one was actually two hero missions. Okay, um, if Oof, I remember correctly. Brutal. Yeah. Um so, so it's like his, no one's read my guide on uh, how to pick missions for a tournament. Yeah, right. Uh, um, <laughs> so, so he actually brought an anvil guard list. Um, oh, fun! With two sorceress, uh, a rune lord, and a luminarch. Um, Ooh, those are kind of rare. Yeah, I, I was not expecting to see it on the table. Um, and then 
two, uh, three units, 10 dread spears, 30 dark shards. Nice. Um, at this point I was like, well, what is, what is the point of this list? This is yeah. weird as I'm looking at it. He had five evocators and then two units of three Vanguard pal- Paladors, which okay. are my jam. Um, I play Stormcast as well. And those are like the, the units that I have used to like the full effect. Nice. Um, so him and I actually talked a little bit about like what he can do with them. And um, he did really well with them too. Awesome. Um, so in addition to that, he had a uh, two gun haulers. Okay. Um, which was a nice little surprise. And, and, a, and an anvil guard list. And an anvil guard list. Okay. And then, like an ally. Uh, yes. Oh. A- and uh, both had sky cannons. Okay. Um, and then the the thing that I was that set just, me on a path uh, of like a mental path of okay, what is this list about? Because everything here does not, all the pieces don't seem to come together for me. Sure. Um, because admittedly, I've not read my Cities of Sigmar book as much as I want to outside of Living Cities and. Sure. Um, so we had a, an umbral spell portal. Okay. And so that was the thing I was like, okay, what's he going to bring? Yeah. What is getting cast through that thing? So the, the, the beauty of this, uh, this, oh no. And I don't even know if I have it. Um, oh, it had the, the, the leader sorceress. So, um, apparently, Amblegard has a uh, a spell that just strips your save, but it has okay. such a low range that he would put it into the mirrors, um, ah. and then just throw dark shards. You know, just tons of shooting at you. I got so you. So he came up n- with this brilliant little list of like, here's all this stuff that at face value, you know, you're gonna look at it and be like, okay, I mean, it's all decent. And there's enough bodies here for certain things. Yeah. Um, but but you like you got dwarfs, you got dark elf shooting. Yeah, you right? got you got all like, all of the all of the weird stuff. Right. All these things that frankly nobody is taking, as far yeah. as I can tell. I mean, not nobody, I'm sure some people are taking them, but like not in the volume that he seems to be, you know, indexing on them. Yeah, not not with a like a steady hand, yeah. I guess. And uh and so he set this up. And, um, you know, it was, it was a fairly quick game. I was actually confident enough that I didn't move to take the side objective because I wanted to force his push to the middle objective and slowly grind him down as I was summoning and summoning stuff up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so in not looking at this spell, I didn't realize how quickly he was going to start shooting me off the table, which was very amazing. Nice. Um, I had, um, I think it was by third turn though, I had gotten into the combats that I wanted, had deleted enough of his army outside of the dark shards. And I was like, well, this is, this is a pretty assured victory. Okay. Um, I actually got my ass nice and lazy and was like, okay, cool. Um, and forgot to summon. Uh Oh, that's, for that's one never, turn. especially with Slanesh where you only get the one summon a turn. So it's like exactly. not summoning is such a critical mistake for them. And Mike being the gentleman that he is, even after I was into the next phase, uh, was like, well, you know, if you forgot to summon, just put your guys down. It'll be fine. I was like, no, I can't do that. Can't do that. Um, One phase early. Wouldn't be right. And um, 
so he managed to pull off just some amazing target priority, killing off mm-hmm. the units that he needed to kill, getting into combat, and then making some just like mad dash charges uh, to get up to the other uh, objective on the other okay. side of the field that he needed to be at. And um, managed to swing a tie out of the game, which nice. was just brilliant. Um, and, uh, oh man, what was I going to say? And because I mm-hmm. had missed that one turn of um, of summoning, I didn't have that hero on the one objective to bring myself forward. Gotcha. And um, yeah, it was an amazing game. Um, I think he won on secondaries because, again, I was so assured of the victory by a middle turn that I wasn't even really focusing on it. I was like, okay, this is going to be a, just a nice slow push, even if he's killing me. Yeah. Um, I got the points. Saves. It's, yeah. Yep. It's, can only... it's so easy to fall into that trap too, right? Like I think uh, one of my missions that we didn't talk about on this same tournament, like I, I got a, a giant on the point, right? Mm-hmm. Scoring those cat, those ascending point values. And at some point I'm like, uh, he's scoring four points and then five points next turn. I can just chill. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and it turns out it was a much tighter game than that. You know, <laughs> yeah, which are always nice surprises, but also like a good way to say like, nope. If if you feel like you're if you feel like you're up in the game, then that means you really need to concentrate because yeah. you're missing something, and uh, that's not respecting your opponent, right? No, for sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, and like, uh, yeah, the last thing you can do you want to do is get complacent because that's when you're going to make those mistakes. Like exactly, not exactly, and that that was the the thing that pretty much solidly denied me a win on the game. Um, now granted the entire tournament was about how much can I die to summon, to die, to summon, to die, to mm-hmm. summon. So again, with that same theme, like if you set out to do something with a list or in yeah. a tournament, you got to follow through regardless of whether you're either cocky or, um, feeling beating, beaten down. Um, yeah it was a good good lesson to drive home between those two games yeah that sounds awesome now i want to see this list i don't think at the last i don't know the last time i've seen a luminarch oh i'll send it to you yeah i'll send that list to you is is a really brilliant list like um i'm actually very surprised that he i think the two out of three of the games were ties for him Mm -hmm. okay um in that tournament and um I think he actually went up next after me going up, uh, going up against the, the guy who won, who is uh, Dirk, uh, very okay. excellent night hunt player. Yeah. With I mean, a giant in his list. So uh, I heard about that. See, yeah. I, I miss all the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is what happens. Um, Say la vie. Yep. You can't be at all the tournaments all the time. It turns out that is uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I do have other things that I have to do on weekends occasionally. Uh, <laughs> to each their own i go right? to all um there's some uh exciting upcoming ones too uh, were you guys planning on going to i heard you guys talking about going to boise i don't, is that still a plan or is that was too much of a pipe dream i feel like that was a pipe dream when uh it looks like all of the all of it was booked so oh there's well, no there reason go. to drive to boise and then realize that the rumor that they weren't all booked is uh false yeah someone got to the signups before you I guess so. Well, that happens. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have one um, hopefully in the backyard. 
Um, feels a little lame to be pitching my own backyard tournament on the, but that's okay. Hey, uh, we still have one more person that needs to go. That's true. We do need to sign up. Uh, maybe we'll get this episode out in time. Um, I believe uh, in us. Yeah. Right. Um, so that'll be exciting. Um, hopefully they're threatening to paint my building. So, uh, you know, hopefully the backyard won't be full of construction crap. Um, but, uh, free terrain. We'll, yeah. We'll figure it out. Um, and you know, we might have to take down, well, we might have to take down the awnings if they're doing painting mm. so that just, you know, it'll be less pleasant and less covered than we had it last time, but, uh, no reason to worry about that until we actually get there. This is true. Um, yeah. And then, uh, this weekend is ACO for those who are excited about Atlantic city open. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be insanity. I know, uh, our friend Jack and, uh, always strikes last team member, uh, Ooh. is going to go represent us with his Slanesh list. I saw that, uh, he posted it. Uh, he posted a nice group photo of it on the chat. Yeah. They look beautiful. Yeah. Um, so lots of good, really interesting list. I, uh, it looked like, I don't, I don't know what all the artifacts are, but, uh, uh, just a quick breakdown. It looked like, uh, Shalaxi. Mm-hmm. Is that right? That's the big key. That's the name keeper secrets. I think it was Shalaxi. I get that confused with, uh, Celeste. Mm, yeah, um, but anyway, I think it was, uh, Shalaxi, um, the mask, Sigvald and the mirror. And then 20 demonettes, 10 demonettes, um, uh, some of the new, the new bliss barb archers and some seekers archers. Um, and I'm sure a bunch of stuff we didn't see off the board for summoning. And then the two interesting choices that I really like and are kind of fun is a unit of unmade yeah. from the Warcry Warband and, uh, the mind stealer Spheranx. Yeah. Meanie kitty, uh, which is painted up like his cat Virgil. Little murder kitty. Yep. Uh, so, and, and then the the endless spell with the face. Yep. Um, and I think the three of those uh, combined pull off a pretty uh, serious leadership uh, debuff, which yeah, should be pretty I, interesting. He was saying it gets up to like minus five or more or something. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Um, he explained it to me once, but I was uh, painting while it was happening, so I I missed like. It all made sense when he was doing it, but I can't quite recall exactly how we got to five. Yeah, which um, shouldn't be that hard with the kitty and uh, and the mask. Oh yeah, and the mask, and yeah. So, um, or not the mask, the the face. The face, yeah. The kitty, the face, and the unmade. That's at least four, unless yeah. the mask is two. But the I face, think the, I think the face can do two. Yeah. I think it can off the top of my head. I don't know. I've actually sure. never used the endless spells. So, um, but that seems pretty cool. You know, um, I know he, uh, tested it against OBR, which he was obviously concerned is a very tough, tough matchup, mm-hmm. uh, for a anti bravery army. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what he, do you did, think of it? He, he's, he thought he was, he had a good shot, you know, he, he won that game, but you know, that's just one game, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, best of luck to him. If this goes out, if this gets out before that happens or, you know, uh, hope you did well, if this comes out later, <laughs> congrats, maybe, I don't know. I believe Better luck you. next time. <laughs> He's got you, it. You can't win them all champ. Uh, I don't know. We'll just run through all of them. Maybe we'll cut it. 
<laughs> you got it. You don't got it, but it's yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's pretty exciting. I'm excited to have the prospect of, you know, sort of big travel tournaments coming up, coming back. Um, but it is also, uh, very anxiety, anxiety producing. Yeah. I was going to say mildly terrifying to be right? honest. Um, and, uh, good for Jack for, you know, uh, taking the plunge, Yeah, you know, uh, obviously I hope everyone's safe and, uh, you know, does smart things and, you know, makes good choices. I've sound like my fucking mom, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know uh, exactly how it's been for you, but uh, it has been super duper weird um, coming back sort of into public space with people whose comfort zones are at very different places from my own. Yep, it's it's been very interesting. Um, I know uh, this last weekend, uh, I think we talked about it. I think you and I were wearing masks indoors for a majority of the time. I think I took mine off just to eat and drink and that kind of thing. And I think we, we were pretty much the only people doing it. Um, yeah. Um, there were a few others, uh, you know, um, but, and that, and it was just not to like uh, say, Oh, they were bad people. They didn't wear masks. Um, you know, that's not, that's not the kind of point I'm trying to make. No, um, life is, life is getting, getting back to normal and, uh, and adjusting is, is odd. It yeah. is. It's odd because I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the quickness with which we shut down, uh, was extremely traumatic in a lot of ways, you know, like the amount that normal just shifted within like two weeks. Yeah. You it know? was, it was quite sudden. And, uh, in the Seattle area, we've actually, we, we shut down. I feel like we shut down earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, at least my job was, was done in February. Yeah. Like before I, um, most things, uh, buttoned up i i have the dubious honor of being one of the few office workers that had to actually continue going to the office while all this was happening mm-hmm. uh so i know there's going to be like <laughs> a couple years looking back being like oh damn i'm i've i've got a little bit more trauma there than i thought i yeah and i thought i did <laughs> no it's all good well i think you know it's going to take everyone uh a lot of time to you know, their own time to unpack and i know people are going to do that at different rates i know uh I was uh, happy that no one gave me crap for wearing the mask uh, at the, you know, I was kind of expecting someone maybe to do that. Not like that. I had a candidate in mind of like, Oh, that asshole, he's probably going to give me, you know, but Mm -hmm. um, you know, I recognize uh, at this point, like the mask has never been about protecting me. Right. So it wasn't doing that. Um, I'm vaccinated. So, you know, the mask isn't really protecting you at this point. You know, or, or the you know the collective you. Uh, so it's really only there for my anxiety. Well, it was it was interesting um, to kind of jump out on this. Like um, on my first game, you know, that was when I kind of realized we're in this big store that has tons of people in it. Like mm-hmm. they have, um, you know, the game wizard hobby sky blue place. Oh crap! I just clicked away from it. Blue. Blue Game Wizard and Blue Sky Hobbies. We we love you guys. Yeah. Um, Your name is too long. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, but it's always, you guys are always awesome. Yeah. But your name is too long. Yeah. Um, you know, they they kind of have an open area in the, the, the 
tournament area is right next to their um, their restaurant and mm-hmm. bar. And so there's people coming and going. And, um, you know, I realized my opponent had his mask off and I looked down the line and I saw that you were the only other person with their mask on. And I was like, I'm living in futility right now. Yeah. <laughs> and no, um, Like I said, uh, it was purely for my anxiety because I don't feel comfortable not wearing it at some level. Well, uh, and I, I, I don't know if it's necessarily anxiety. And um, the, the, the one thing I think we're going to find out is the world move forward, moves forward is like, um, you know, how much uh, have we, well, I guess my anxiety lies on it being like, have we sprung too forward too fast? Have sure, we, uh, no, exactly. Have yeah. we not? And, um, and so I kind of had that like realization mid game against a Lumineth player. Uh, which was not the best time to have a realization. Like no, that. not something. Yeah. Some sort of big uh, semi existential, existential level, uh, yeah. you know, mild panic attack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, the, the, the one thing I will say though, is it's, it's, um, you know, getting, getting out of the hole that we've, we've all been in for a year was yeah. very awesome being able to, you know, see people smile and, Oh, totally. Um, and, and not, not be masked, even if it was causing some severe, like, yeah, no, exactly. Um, I know. Yeah. I think I turned and said to someone with mask fully on, it's so nice to feel normal again. Yeah. You know? Um, and you know, I just wish I could, you know, walk into life with the confidence of some of these other folks, uh, you know, at some level. (laughs) <laughs> well, who who knows how much of it is confidence and how much is bravado, right? Sure. Uh, you know um, what? A little of both uh, probably goes a long way. And, uh, you know, I'm still envious. Yeah, um, it, was, it, was, it was nice and inspiring, though, because now we can all catch the common cold together again. Right? Oh, it, won't that be delightful? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, not that uh, this is an especially dangerous uh, venue uh, for catching, you know, diseases, right? Like... For a for a basement gaming space, it's pretty open. Oh, you know, yeah. it's well ventilated, uh, and their upstairs space is even like has tall ceilings. It's very open. Like it is one of the more open uh, gaming spaces I've been in, aside yeah. from like giant convention halls kind of thing. Yeah, at at no point Blue Sky Wizard Game Hobby uh, place was I trying to undersell it. Uh, no, no, no. No, uh, you guys, you guys did an excellent job at uh, at taking care of everybody there and making absolutely sure. well and even just a few weeks earlier when we had the the tournament in my backyard um you know that was masks on for a majority of it and i think i kind of said like hey if you and your opponent are cool you can take them off you know but that's even outside like you know we should have been even more like we could have been even more bravado and and you know sort of been perfectly fine and it yeah. was fine and and um and I, I really do appreciate that uh, certain places are, uh, you know, following the rules that are given to them. Uh, mm-hmm. Dark Tower, their tournament, you know, was limited to eight people, mm-hmm. which was good, um, at least uh, for myself, just being able to uh, to start acclimate back into, okay, I'm now around a bunch of people that I don't know where they've been for the past week, right? Yeah. As opposed to, like, going to work. I know exactly where, you know, they've been for the past week. Yeah, they've been um, here, unfortunately. With yeah, me. yeah, <laughs> and um, and uh, it's 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 really good to see that community starting to come back. Um, even though we're we're all awkward little 
Warhammer people uh, in our own way. Um, Absolutely. No, I, I was telling you right today, I feel like um, uh, if I wasn't an extrovert before, which I might've been, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of walking that line there. Uh, I definitely got pushed over the line from this pandemic. You know, like there's something about me that just craves talking and talking to people and uh, engaging in connections, that kind of thing, you know, like, uh, and so it's, it's so uh, uplifting to be able to do that and to be able to share this thing that we love again, you know? Yeah. And, and just have the, the, the conversations that uh, you normally do at a table, right? Yeah. Um, There's, there's nothing more fun in a tournament when you can't win. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then, Uh, uh, then having a good conversation with people about their armies and like what they love about the hobby. Yeah. Because it just, it bleeds from the community and it's, it's super enjoyable. And I think just like the thing to remember as we're going forward is that like everyone's comfort level is going to move at a different pace. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us are more uh, anxiety prone than others um, for better, for worse, or are more risk averse than others for better, for worse. I know like I ride the little electric skateboard around and you hear people like just absolutely wrecking themselves on it. And mm-hmm. I've never been had, I've never had that issue because I just don't go that fast. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I'm probably a risk averse uh, person. Um, and I was really thankful at this event that uh, nobody questioned or even commented on my level of comfort, you know, and yeah. just sort of let me do my thing. And I think that is going to be the most important thing going forward is just accepting that other people have different comfort levels about things and just trying to let them do their thing, you know? Yeah. And it's, I I think, um, one of the silver linings of all of this is, you know, um, being, being deprived of our tournaments for, for an entire year. Um, we learned, I don't know. I learned how much I actually took them for granted. Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. And how much, how much the, the community is actually just an amazing supportive place. Um, which, which is brilliant. Um, absolutely i mean yeah if if you uh if you don't play tournaments you know uh if you're in the especially in our area in the pacific northwest and you don't play tournaments but i don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you've gotten this far uh (laughs) think about it you know uh maybe you had a bad experience playing tournaments of a different game we won't talk about those um but it really is an amazing community and I find AOS just in general is an amazing uh, community wherever you play. I've played around the around the country and uh, a couple of different locations and always had a good time. Um, even if sometimes you're just getting your teeth kicked in by an OBR player the first round of LBO while you're hungover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. Um, Very specific. Absolutely getting your teeth kicked in. Um, but... Uh, always a good time very supportive group and uh so much fun to be out and and uh yeah like you said i'm, I'm just excited I, t- I definitely took it for granted yeah and uh no more no more these days right and, now and i'm excited uh say i'm excited to see what random uh weird ideas people have come up with when they've been playing uh in their garages uh oh, yeah. with like a handful of right? like this this list that mike came up with that sounds awesome it's, you know it's brilliant. And that's, that's, that's 
You know, that's clearly the mania from being stuck inside and having too much time to look at a book and the combinations and yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like, uh, my very, very tiny local meta got into a bravery debuff, uh, you know, uh, downward spiral, uh, yeah. for a little while there. Um, and we just needed Brendan and his OBR to come in and just prove to us that that wasn't going to be a viable strategy all the time for now, for now, yeah, for now. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out what third edition brings, but yeah, exactly. like now that we've, now that we've all had our, our, our pen and paper time and mm-hmm. music on, well, what can I actually do? And you know, the time to actually build and paint our models for a lot of us. Um, I think it's only going to be, it's only going to be more exciting going forward. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe we'll see, uh, maybe we'll have Jack, uh, give us a breakdown of ACO next episode or something. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds cool. Comment if you want that to happen. We don't have a way to comment, so I just I don't know why I say that. Um, you, but You can talk out loud, and we will try and listen. Yeah, to the best <laughs> to the best of our abilities. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you know, and we're, uh, I think as we continue to do this podcast, I mean, five episodes, I think it's a decent little celebration we should have here. We're, you know, we're, we've... Yeah. I've had... I definitely had... Uh, creative endeavors that did not last this long uh that i put more effort into (laughs) so um so that's pretty exciting and uh hopefully we'll continue to grow and if you want a place to give us to be able to talk to us and give us feedback or ask questions or have stuff that you want us to cover um we're open to ideas i don't know how you tell us that now but you know send it out into the ether and we'll do our best yeah we will pick up what you're laying down from wherever yeah. you are. Maybe and, you know uh, a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy that knows Matt's dog. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty famous. Right? Um, so if, if that's the case, let Marty know. And Marty, Marty will bark in my ear while I try to sleep. About yeah. It. It'll be great. And then... <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, that sounds good. So while we're still trying to find our, uh, our sign-off here, I just... Uh, in, in lieu of that, I wanted to say thank you again to uh, Gournier, Main and Tail oh, yeah. <laughs> for sponsoring this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, no, we got those big advertisement bucks. Yeah. Those guys are, are great. Uh, what was the What was the we came up with? We opened it. We opened the podcast with it. And now I can't. It was like so long ago. Uh, it was Strike Last Now and Forever, something like that. I don't Yeah. Yeah. We, we, uh, we need a sign off. Get it. Give us a sign off. Hashtag. We need a sign off. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank, thank you all for listening. Yeah. And, thank you guys. Uh, 